We are Carly and Nicole, lifelong friends for 20 years, mothers, mental health and wellness advocates. Here we will share real, honest stories and conversations together and with others. We invite you to join us in finding the light despite all the darkness. Hi friends, thank you for being here for another episode. This week I recorded an episode about my marriage a few months ago before we decided or as we were deciding to move here. So I figured I'd share that with you guys this week. I know Nicole was super busy with Jackson's first birthday party. I cannot believe he's almost one. And I was busy with a bunch of appointments. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So if I talk about my old podcast, that's why. Yeah, and just remember about our giveaway. We are going to gift one of you a Starbucks gift card. So just share our episodes and make sure to tag us at Finding the Light, a podcast. It's gonna, I kind of want to talk about my marriage and my, the impact of relationships in general. Doing, having to do with chronic health or not, just any kind of romantic relationship. And the struggles I've faced with it and how I've overcome it, how we have overcome it. And how our marriage has gotten stronger and stronger over the years through the ups and downs and through everything we've been through. So I met Kevin, my husband, when I was 17. We met on a camping trip. I went with my older sister and brother-in-law. And it was a bunch of people. I did not know anyone going So here I am, this 17-year-old, so insecure and awkward with all these 20-something-year-old people. I remember getting pretty drunk, and that's about all I remember. (laughs) Luckily, Kevin was a gentleman and doesn't judge me for that night. Honestly, I kind of remember meeting him, but we woke up the next day. It was a little weird. I was in a tent with like six people. But finally that evening, he just came up and hugged me, and it's like we've been together ever since. There was no questions, there was no doubting, there was no, like, asking if we were together. It just simply worked. I think it's the world's way of giving me what I needed at the time, because that was about three months into my, when my chronic illness journey started. So at the time, I was sick. I was puking and dealing with some pain and stuff. But it was definitely cyclical and it wasn't, like, all-consuming. So I was still in high school. The next weekend, I moved out and lived with my sister and brother-in-law, who I went camping with. And Kevin was 23 at the time. Everyone was like, what the hell? Why does he like you? Okay, not why does he like you. More like, how did that happen? How's this going to work? Everyone was doubtful. Except our friend Derek, who, well, Kevin's friend, who is now one of my good friends, he said to Kevin something like, why are you so embarrassed that she's only 17? It doesn't matter. Age is just a number. And after... He said that, we both were like, yeah, you're right. 
it doesn't really matter. We like each other. Let's just see what happens. It's weird because we both almost didn't go on that camping trip. I wasn't feeling the greatest that weekend. And my mom kept telling me, maybe you shouldn't go. I'm worried about you getting sick. We live in Alberta and every May long, it either is like snowing or raining the whole time. And of course that weekend it was too. And my mom's like, I'm worried you're going to get more sick. And so I was, and the insecure part of me was like, yeah, let's not go. That's, I'm too scared and nervous for that. I'm not going to do it. But my sister convinced me to go. And that was one of the most defining moments of my life. Cause I met Kevin. He almost didn't go cause he was going to go to a baseball tournament or something. But it's just one of those things in life that we're meant to be. And I don't know what would have happened. I don't think we ever would have met. And my life would be completely different if that didn't happen. So we, after that, we're together. We, I had graduated the month later after I met him. And he lived in Edson. I lived in Spruce Grove, which is about an hour and a half apart. But I spent a lot of time driving back and forth and seeing him and just pretty much lived and, well, didn't live with him, but we pretty much were together all the time. And at that time, I did try to work for a few months, but I was pretty sick on and off. And at that summer, I decided I couldn't go to university because it wasn't worth the money when I was increasingly getting sicker and I just didn't think I could do it but the only thing that made sense was our relationship at that point in my life so I could fast forward about a year it was my 18th birthday and of course everyone on their 18th birthday wants to go out and get drunk well in Canada anyway that's when you are a legal drinking age. So I we went out with my friends to some bar. And this is when I didn't realize alcohol was one of my big triggers and made me really sick. So, of course, after having a few drinks, I just start having so much abdominal pain. I start puking. I feel horrible. And Kevin, without hesitation, just said, let's go back to the hotel. And I remember laying on the hotel bathroom floor just crying and the pain was so much and everything was just so hard. And I'm like, I'm only 18. My life is never going to be like normal, not normal people, like other 18 year olds lives. I'm just, my path is not going to go the way I thought it would at all. And now looking back, I had no idea back then to the level of what it was going to be. But in that moment, I vividly remember realizing, wow, I know I am meant to marry this man. In my mind, though, it was kind of like five years down the road. (laughs) Probably like a month after that, I was in the mall with my mom and sister shopping and we somehow ended up in a jewelry store and I found a ring that I absolutely loved and I jokingly told my mom and sister about it. I had no idea that Kevin was going to buy the ring that same week 
I was even at the mall with him when he bought it. He made up this elaborate story that he was hungover and had to go to the bathroom. And I had no idea he went and bought the ring. He held on to it and kept it a secret for about six months, which I am shocked because I'm... I usually know everything that's going on. And, of course, I found it by accident. Found the receipt for the ring. And if anyone knows me, you know I'm not the most patient person in the world. So, by complete accident, I realized he had the ring. And I just was so mind-blown. And I just didn't want to wait. I was so excited. I was, like, crying happy tears but I was like oh my god like do you want to marry me and somehow he ended up proposing probably because I asked him to not many people know that but I I just didn't want to wait like I it was just another moment that I was like holy crap this is our life and this is about a year after we met so I was 18 and he asked me to marry him so many people looked at us like we were completely nuts I think I was in a bar in Edson, like, the, that night or the next day. And again, Derek saw my, the ring, and he was the first, they were the first ones to realize we were engaged. And I was so nervous to tell people because I knew I'd face like, judgment and people would be like, you're so young, what are you doing? I even remember going to try on wedding dresses and people being like, how old are you? And I would so nervously tell them I was only 18 or 19. I can't remember. And they just looked at me like I was completely nuts. But here we are. It will be our 10th anniversary in May. And I just, it was the best decision we ever made. And I'm not saying this to like show you marriage is easy. It is absolutely not. Throw in children, throw in chronic illness, throw in five moves, everything. It is hard. It is by far the hardest relationship people are meant to maintain. Not just marriage, but any committed partnership, romantic capacity. But I just want this episode to just give you hope. That if you're feeling like there is no one out there for you, I promise you there is. And it is going to happen when you least expect it. It's going to happen when you are, when you love yourself first. It happened to me. I had no idea what I was doing. I was 19 when we got married. And at we got married to Mexico. So this was on our second year of knowing each other we got married apparently we like to do everything on may long weekend that's when we met that's when we got engaged the year later and then married the year after that and part of me being sick i just had this weird feeling that kind of like when i knew i was meant to marry him just part of me knew i was like i really think if i want to have kids it kind of has to happen now and Kevin was more hesitant but the second week in Mexico we got pregnant and it was still kind of a shock I remember flying home and being like asking Kevin like okay that 
we're too young, like, what are we doing? Let's start using protection again. And I on I didn't even know I was pregnant until I was probably six or seven weeks because I was in denial. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. It was that one time. There's no way we're pregnant. But then I finally looked at a calendar and was like, eh, maybe I should take a test. But if I didn't trust my instincts in that moment, I would not have Jace today. He's eight and a half years old. And I cannot imagine my life with in any other way if I didn't marry Kevin, if I didn't get pregnant when I did. There's such few defining moments in my life that completely changed it for the better, and those are two of them. That first year of being parents together and being married was one of the more difficult years. I think any partners navigating new parenthood roles, it's going to be a challenge. You're going from just having each other to now having to keep this newborn or this baby alive and that becomes your whole world but you're trying to balance being a parent and being a good partner or spouse and it's a lot and it's not easy but you can make it amazing it's full of sleepless nights and emotions and it's just crazy. One of the craziest times in your relationship. Even the first like five years, I would say. It's such a learning curve. And no one knows what the heck they're doing with their first child. But in that year, we had our challenges. But we decided moving back to where I my hometown was the right decision for us and our marriage. And it was. And then we got pregnant with Landon. This is when Kevin worked away a lot, which has its challenges so much. I, he had no schedule. He would sometimes work like 30 days and we'd see him like once or twice in those 30 days. I really relied on my family here for support, my sister, my friends. And that was challenging for us because we didn't have the time to connect as a couple it was kind of I honestly don't remember that year it was kind of a blur of being a mom to uh to two boys a newborn again stage again Kevin being gone all the time us having no consistency and then we ended up moving So we moved to a town about two hours away from here. And our kids are about four and almost two. Kevin worked a lot. And now I was in this town where I knew nobody. I had young kids. Kevin was never home. And, well, he was home at night. But after a really long days. And it was a struggle. It was when my pain started getting worse. I didn't really enjoy living there, even though I tried to enjoy it and embrace it. 
Kevin would be so tired when he got home, but I had had enough of the kids and then I'd be sick. And that was a really challenging time in our marriage. Our communication was not existent. I remember arguing a lot. We didn't really know how to communicate effectively. I we'd fight, I'd cry. I just knew it wasn't really working. During this time, I was diagnosed originally with endometriosis. And that first surgery kind of started to make me worse. They said they burned it off, but then I was faced with all these other newfound pain and, and things. And about a year later, the doctor told me a hysterectomy would cure me and would be, like, would fix everything. So I was 24, turning 25, and I had no idea what to do. I've always been a person who wanted, like, four kids. I came from a family of four girls. I loved big families. So we were trying to decide if we wanted another baby. I knew I did. Kevin didn't really. Like, he was content with two, but he knew I really wanted one. So we ended up getting pregnant again. And the pregnancy was only lasted a week, and I miscarried, which was very hard on me. But I'm a person sometimes who just suppresses the emotional side of things. I was in Spruce Grove at the time with my sister and friend, and I knew I just wanted to get home. All I wanted to do was see Kevin. I cried the whole way home. I had two kids with me, my two kids with me, and in that moment, all I wanted was a hug from Kevin. And it was really hard. It was almost like, why did I even get pregnant? Like, if it was only... I was just angry at the situation. But I knew it was probably for the best. I don't know. I try to think everything happens for a reason. I don't really know if I believe that. I try to just stay positive. So that was a really hard time after that. I could tell Kevin was just done. He didn't want to have a third baby, which is fine. And I just told myself, I'll know either way. I'll know one way or the other. And I did. I remember the exact moment again when I just knew what the right decision was. We were actually in Hawaii. And this was the month after I miscarried. And we had still been trying to get pregnant again. And I just was hit with the worst, some of the worst pain of my life. And I knew I wasn't pregnant. I was about to get my period again. And it just broke me. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I can't deal with this pain anymore. I knew Kevin wanted me to have the surgery because he was so desperate for answers for me as well. So I was like, I'm out. I can't do it. Book the surgery. I think as soon as we got home, I went to the doctor and said, take everything. Like, I can't do this. 
So probably six months later, I had a hysterectomy at 25 years old. And I tried to be extremely hopeful. I really was like, hey, this is going to be it. I won't have to deal with any pain or anything else anymore. I'm going to have my life back. But unfortunately, that was not the case. I, for the four years after that, everyone still blamed every single symptom on endometriosis. So we've had a lot of emotions surrounding that. I felt like I was failing because, like, I... I felt like I tried everything. I was even willing to take out my uterus and everything. And when the pain was still there and my symptoms were still there, I honestly felt like I was going crazy. And I think Kevin, we've talked about this since, had a lot of guilt for really wanting me to have the surgery and it not working. As someone who lives with a sick, significant other, I think it was really hard for him to watch me suffer and feel like there's nothing he could do to help me. Even though he, he's amazing and always was there for me, but he started having a lot of resentment towards my sickness, and I did too. And things kind of started getting... like, difficult in our marriage again because Kevin just held so much anger and I felt like I failed him. When, at this point, we were living in a town called Sylvan Lake, which I loved and I met a lot of great people, but my body was just going through so much. This was around the time I had to call an ambulance and I had to... Kevin started working out of town again. So here I was now alone with my kids. Luckily, they were a bit older. Jace was in kindergarten, no, grade one at this time. Landon went to school most days for half days. But it was just so hard for me to be alone and getting sicker and sicker. And I finally said to him, I think I have to move back to my family, especially if you're going to be out of town. I don't feel this is safe for us. He was super supportive of this. Like, we both went back and forth. We didn't know what the right decision was, but we wanted our kids to be safe and cared for. So we ended up deciding to move back. I would say at this point in our relationship, we were kind of just indifferent to each other like I did still love him but I didn't now like looking back I didn't realize he was dealing with his own mental health issues like depression and just compassion fatigue like watching yours your wife be sick every day not every day, but a lot of days, no matter what we both tried to do, was draining and so exhausting for both of us. And especially for him. Sometimes I think it's harder 
for the person who's not sick. Not harder, but challenging in different ways. Because I know it would, thinking of watching him suffer, I don't know how I, how he does it. Like, I think I would feel so helpless. So we moved back and things were, actually COVID hit pretty soon after that. Um, Kevin all of a sudden had no job and he was home for, I think, four months. And that first month was honestly the happiest we were as a couple in a long time. It's weird because you would think losing your job and not having an income other than what the government was giving us, which was not enough to live off of, but we just had that quality time that we were lacking for years. We had so much time together. And we kind of went through a period soon after that of, like we we I don't know what to call it. If anyone watches Friends, we were on a break. Just some things came out. There was some hurtful things that happened between both of us, and we were navigating that. We were navigating me being sick. We were navigating not our house not selling, and some. Th- like deceitful things I'm not going to get into details cuz it's not really relevant but it was a, it was a dark time it was a hard time I very much questioned am I is this going to work are we going to stay married I have no idea and I didn't put any expectations on it I was living with my sister at the time and it was hard And I was not feeling good at all. I felt very betrayed. But one thing that I never wavered was Kevin's love for me. He never once said, I don't know if I can do this. I, like, I don't want to be with you. He 100% realized that He did things that hurt me and that I was the love of his life. And he vowed to do whatever it took to stay married and be happy with me. And looking back, it was so hard and so such a dark time. And I gave myself the time to not have expectations and just to see what happened. But we both agreed to do couples counseling. And I cannot rave enough about this. It is the only reason we are married today still. Plus, the fact that we were both willing to work on it together. If I feel like any relationship, there's a possibility for it to be great. Only if... Both people are willing to put in the work. And both people are willing to admit their faults and forgive and love and be open and honest. That 
is my biggest tip to surviving hard times in a marriage. You really, really need to learn how to communicate and be honest about everything. And for us, that took the help of a counselor, which we probably should have went to years before, but it was always so stigmatized. People, if you heard people were in counseling, you're like, oh, well, they're screwed. That means they're getting divorced. Or it was just not a thing that was openly talked about. And I I feel like it's not still. But I just want to normalize it. Marriage is so freaking hard. And I don't judge people for getting divorced because I do think in some circumstances that people are better off parting ways and realizing that they will be happier without each other. But I do want to advocate for really, really putting your all at the end of the day before you make a rash decision or before you decide what you really want. Just give your both, give yourself time and space you need to rationally think it all through seek out that help from counselors or family or friends and don't feel like you failed that is what I learned in the process is that we we were both just humans trying our best and did we both do things that weren't probably the best things yeah we did because that's what happens when you're married it doesn't matter how young or how old you are it or it it, that's what happens it's hard and it takes so much work it takes a lot of time and effort to get to a good place but coming up on our 10-year wedding anniversary which blows my mind because I don't know where those years went but I can confidently say Kevin is truly truly the love of my life he is the reason I'm still here and still fighting we have survived hard things we've survived the miscarriage we survived our break we survived five moves and now we're facing another move not many people know this But we are about to move to Texas and start a whole new journey of life. And it's terrifying, but it's so exciting and there's so much potential. And I know we'll be fine because we have each other and we have our children. And we, if this would have happened even a year ago, there's no way we would have been able to survive it. And yes, I'm scared of the next chapter and worried about things, but I truly believe it's one of those moments in life where I know this is the right decision. It doesn't mean it's the easiest decision, but I know it's right for our family, and I'm so excited to see where life takes us next. I'm sicker than I've ever been, and that's scary but I have so much fight in me and so much love and so much support from Kevin that I know we'll be okay. And yes, do we still need our counselor to help us? We told her about the move the other day and she's like, okay, well, do you want to continue next month or will you be busy moving? I'm like, oh, that's probably when we'll need to talk to you the most because we, it's not going to be easy doing a 36 hour drive to get there. 
and to live in a place without our family and friends. But because we have each other and because we're both on the same page and because we've learned to communicate and we've learned how to navigate the hard times, I have no doubt that this will be such an amazing time in our life. So if you're a person going through a hard time in your relationship, whether it's a marriage or any long-term romantic relationship, just know that it, the hard times can get better. But it's not going to be easy. So I encourage you to just think on it. Think about what you want in life. Think about what you want your life to look like. Be open and honest with each other. Be willing to put in the hard work. But you can't do it alone. You both have to be committed to the process. And it it's not easy. But it, it does become better. There is light at the end of it. And I know this move will bring on all of its own new challenges. But I do feel like we have the support network like within counseling and ourselves and each other, that it will be an amazing opportunity and life will look brighter. I confidently can say next year at this time, and I'm hoping that this is the case, we'll be like, wow, that was one of the best things we ever did. And look at how much better our lives are. And if if it's not that way either, I know we'll be okay and I know that because we have each other we have the skills we've worked on we have an amazing family and friends and I I'm not naive enough to think that oh it's all gonna be rainbows and sunshine moving I know it's gonna be challenging I'm so scared to leave all my family again but I'm just leaning into that gut instinct and that feeling of knowing this is the right choice just like when people doubted if we should get married because I was only 18 just like when everyone when I told them I was pregnant they I remember the doctor even being like looking at me and saying is this a good thing because I was only 19 just like all the moves we've made together so far all the pivotal moments in our relationship in our lives were moments that I knew without a doubt it was the right decision for us. It led us to being now almost married 10 years. It has given us two beautiful children. It has given us all the memories, good and bad, that have brought us to this point. So Kevin, if you're listening to this, know how much I love you. I appreciate you so much. I would not be here without you. You are the most incredible person and life has been really up and down for us this last 10 years has been such a roller coaster but thank you for being my rock and my person thank you for always loving me and supporting me and being the best dad and the best husband even when you feel like you failed us you have never no one's perfect This is just part of the process and part of the journey. And for anyone out there struggling with their own relationships, my best advice is just communicate how you feel and really just give yourself the time and grace and compassion to navigate it all. 
let yourself feel all of the feelings and ask for help. Seek out counseling. Make a decision together. Do whatever is best for you, both of you. If there's children involved, that adds a whole new layer. But just know it can get better and know if you ultimately decide you're better off without each other, that's okay too. It's not easy, but I can, I hope this gives anyone struggling hope. Like, let's normalize going to counseling. Let's normalize when relationships are hard. Because any couple you look up to who looks like they have it all together, I guarantee they don't. I guarantee they deal with their own struggles, just like everyone does. And don't compare your struggles in your relationship to other people's. You can you can have couples you look up to, but don't idolize them and think it's easy for them either. Every relationship has its struggles and its strong points. Every relationship takes a lot of work. But just be open about what you need. Communicate what you need. Value, keep your core values and beliefs front and center and don't compromise on things you're not willing to compromise on. But it takes a lot of give and take a relationship. So I hope this helps someone. I I just wanted to share my story and how we've been dealt with everything, with my chronic illnesses, with all of it. And I hope this gives you guys hope, All anyone out there who needs to hear this. Thanks for listening to me once again ramble on. I love you guys, and I'm so thankful for everyone listening. Thank you so much for listening to Finding the Light. Make sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Finding the Light, a podcast.